Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Happy Friday, TGIF. We made it to the end of the week. As always, if you're doing anything interesting this weekend, let me know in the comments section so I can live vicariously through your much more interesting lives. If you're watching on the video version, you can see I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt, which usually means two things. Either I just got back from Hawaii. That doesn't happen all that often. But usually what it means, as it does today, is that Joe Biden's on vacation. So whenever Joe Biden goes on vacation, again, I just like I try to live through your vi- vicariously through your lives, I try and channel his endless vacation. Joe Biden's back in Delaware. If we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, um, widely reported he is abandoning the White House to go stay in Delaware, spend the weekend in Delaware. He's already gone. Joe Biden's gone. It's not like there's anything he needs to be working on. It's not like there's anything very important that he needs to focus on. No, he is just going to his beach house. On vacation. That's fun. So we're going to spend the evening talking about what's going on in Ukraine, the latest developments, all the things that Joe Biden doesn't seem to care about, doesn't seem to think are worth him working through the weekend. So hit that share button if you haven't already. If you're watching on Rumble, hit the Rumble button. It was really funny reading through the comment sections yesterday. Lots of people said they came from DLive. Just hit the Rumble button. That works too. The Rumble button is the little plus sign under the video on Rumble, please do hit that button so we can get this in front of more people. So we're going to talk about lots of things today. We're going to show you some pretty gruesome stuff. So um, viewer discretion is advised. Uh, I'll I'll warn you before nasty stuff goes on screen. It's nothing really too gruesome, but we're going to be showing some images, some videos of an active war zone. So just full discretion. Um, This is going to be, some of this is going to be a little bit tough. Before we get to that, though, I have to remind you this podcast is sponsored by Enerforce. Enerforce, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E, proud sponsor of the show. We have teamed up with them to launch a T-shirt. Now, usually we, we send people to our store, the Conservative Daily Store, but this month we've launched with uh, teamed up with Enerforce to launch the Free Our People T-shirt. It's right there on the screen. This is up, and we are selling this to benefit the January 6th prisoners who desperately need our help. They need our help to be able to fund real legal representation to be able to fly their family members in so they can see them for the first time for some of them in over a year. So we've partnered with Enerforce to make that happen. So here's the deal. When you purchase that or any of the other apparel or or gear or mystery boxes on Enerforce's website, you're going to get entered into the running to win that Ford F450 with a gooseneck trailer, Can-Am Maverick, Maverick and $20,000 in cold hard cash. But as a bonus, for listeners and viewers of this show, when you use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21, you're going to get entered in to win, get, get another thousand entries. It's a no brainer. Or you can use promo code CD10 to get 10% off, but personally, I would prefer the entries. So head on over to enterforce.com, E N R F O R C E.com, pick up one of these free or people t shirts and uh, enter in to win this sweet ride. Full disclosure no purchase or payment of any kind is technically necessary to enter or win, and making a purchase or payment will not increase your likelihood of winning. So as you know, Joe Biden, right before he went on vacation, he ordered American troops into Poland and other NATO countries. We're starting to get a a look at what the NATO response will look like when it finally does mobilize. Ms. Bruce, if we put up our screen, these aren't Americans. These are the European contingent of of the NATO forces. If we put up my screen, Ms. Producer, yes, we're sending in the Rainbow Brigade. (laughs) That's not, that is a real picture. I don't know exactly where that's from. But I like to think that that is the German um, armed forces probably wouldn't be that far off. But as funny as that is, as as, as humorous as it is, to think, oh, uh-huh, uh, the, the European soldiers are kind of gay. As, as funny as that might be a laugh about, this is actually a real problem within NATO. If we take down my screen, Mr. Producer, I want to show you an ad that NATO has been running to try and bolster its its view, how people look at it, how Russia looks at it. And I want to ask yourself, if you think Vladimir Putin, if you watch this ad, if he's going to be afraid of NATO. Mr. Producer, let's go ahead and play cut zero. 
at NATO. Diversity is our strength. Nous parlons une multitude de langues. Nous possédons des talents différents. Our own unique personalities. We come from all over the world. From every walk of life. No two of us are the same. We work together. Respect our needs. Embrace our differences. Because we all have one thing in common. We are NATO. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. This is real, folks. This is not made up. This is NATO's advertisement. All right, let's cut it. They're just going to the logo. So that's real. First of all, let's just fact check that real quick. NATO's strength is not its diversity. It's not how many disabled people are there. It's not how many languages they speak. It's not how many African-Americans that they hire or black people if they're not from the United States they hire. No, NATO's strength is the fact that three of the world's nuclear powers are in NATO, United States, Great Britain, and, and France. Right, I mean, and <laughs> that's NATO's strength. NATO's strength is, is the fact that it's the United States military propping this thing up. It's not Lithuania. Lithuania's military is not what's holding NATO up. It's the United States. It's not our diversity. So as we talk about what's going on in UK, remember, that's in the background this whole time. That we could have stopped this. Joe Biden could have stopped this. It was funny. I mean, I, I was reading an article. I think it was in the New York Post. Donald Trump got interviewed, and he actually talked more about what he had said to Putin in the past than he ever had admitted. And he said, Donald Trump told the interviewer that he told Putin if they invaded Ukraine, he would bomb Moscow. And Putin apparently laughed at him, said, you can't do that. And Trump said, all those golden towers are all going to be destroyed, all going to be, <laughs> all going to be blown up. I mean, that's the kind, that's how you can exert strength, show strength and stop Russia from doing this. Joe Biden, they walked over him. We're going to show a clip later of Joe Biden, how weak and frail he looks compared to, um, <laughs> compared to Vladimir Putin or any, any other world leader for that matter. No, it, it's, it, it's disgusting. This never should have happened. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a coincidence that Russia didn't invade any countries under Donald Trump. It wasn't because Donald Trump was their secret asset. It's because they knew that if they invade another country, that the United States had pledged to protect Donald Trump would make life incredibly difficult for them. And as he threatened, he would bomb them, which is in an insane threat. But that kind of falls into what we've talked about on the show before. Ronald Reagan's madman theory. So understand that everything that's happening in Ukraine stems from Joe Biden's weakness, his inability to stop Russia from doing this. Listen, once Russia invades, there's very little you can do to stop it. Any actual military invention, intervention would lead to World War III would likely lead to nuclear war. So once Russia thinks that they can win this thing, no, the only way to stop them is to convince them it's not worth even starting. So at this point, you have to hope that the Ukrainians can hold out. You have to hope that they can push back the Russian forces. Now, I know a lot of you in, in watching this, listening to this in the comment section, are going to disagree with me. You're more than welcome to. You're more than welcome to have any kind of opinion you want on this, who you think are the good guys, the bad guys. That's, that's, your, that's your deal. I fall very firmly on the side that the Russian military, the Russian oligarchs, Vladimir Putin, are not, will not be, and likely will never be the good guys in a story like this. I mean, as a student of history, it is impossible to look at the Russian army and, and possibly see it as the good guys. The last time that the Russian army invaded a capital, a, a European capital city, was and they brought with them the largest mass rape that this world has ever seen. 100,000 women were raped in Berlin by advancing Red Army soldiers. You know how they were able to measure it? By how many babies were born nine months later and how many abortions they could track. 100,000 is the low end of that estimate. If you follow the Russian military around the world, I mean, yeah, sure, that was 1945. 
but you follow the Russian military around the world and you, and you see some of the most egregious modern war crimes that we've ever seen, right? Russian bombers in Syria dropping cluster bombs and fire bombs on civilian populations. In, in Georgia and South, South Ossetia, Russian troops literally standing by while, while people were ethnically cleansed and Russia just letting it happen. There are, there are videos showing Russian soldiers executing Ukrainian soldiers, execution style, putting them on their knees after they've been captured back in 2015 and just shooting them dead, shooting them in the back of the head. We've seen things in Ukraine that you can't unsee. I mean, there's footage circulating of a Russian tank driving over an old man riding in a civilian passenger car. Now, some people on social media have said that that was a Ukrainian armored vehicle. The official reports are that it was a Russian. That's... As far as I can tell, yeah, maybe they spun out of control, but it sure as hell looks like he was aiming for that car. We've seen other reports that Russian soldiers are actually taking off their uniforms, dressing up as Ukrainians, and trying to sneak into Kiev, opening fire on apartment complexes. That is a violation of international law. If you put up my screen, Mr. Producer, that's a violation of the Hague Regulations and the Geneva Convention, which makes it a war crime. It's a war crime to put on the other side's uniform during war and pretend to be the other side to sneak behind their lines. It's a war crime. Now you say it doesn't matter. It's fine. You don't have to think it matters. I personally am of the opinion it does. And I know that there's lots of theories about what this is all about. Joe has his theories. And listen, me and Joe disagree with each other. Sometimes very passionately. Right? Joe apologized to me yesterday. I, I appreciate that. What was very unsettling was seeing people in the comment section who I've never even seen before, because I always read the comments. I usually don't take them to heart, but reading the comment section yesterday, there were users who have literally never been on our show before. Just criticizing me, saying, oh, get this guy, kick him out. All because I said that Russia had invaded Ukraine. Gotta be careful. You're, you're, you're free to have whatever opinion you want. That's fine. I, I will not always agree with you, and I will not say an opinion simply because I think that's what you want to hear. I wouldn't deserve a platform like this if I was only saying what I thought you wanted me to say. But we got to be very careful. There have been a couple times over the last year or two where I have noticed a pretty significant uptick in trolls coming on our channel, on our comment section, and trying to gin up division. It's been widely reported that the Russians are doing that on different podcasts, on different shows, getting in there. And you can always tell because they've never commented before. They've never commented before. So just be careful. Be careful. But we're going to disagree. I hope that when we disagree, it doesn't become personal. This is I'm not going to make it personal if you disagree with me. I hope that you don't make it personal in what you write about me. All right, let's get into this. So in Ukraine, there is an island called Snake Island. I'm sure some of you people have seen this. It is in the Black Sea. It is, it is not home to any native Russian speakers. It is not an island currently um, contested by the Russian Federation. And yet, Russia just attacked it the other day and killed every single border guard, Ukrainian border guard, on it. Russian warships sailed up to the island, ordered the, the 13 Ukrainian border guards to surrender, the Ukrainians said, yeah, not so much. And then they shouted, go F yourself over the, over the loudspeaker, over the radio. And the Russians responded by blowing them all away. We have that audio. If you're listening to the audio version, I apologize. I'll try and read it as it's playing it. It's going to be in Ukrainian and Russian. But this is the audio of the last moments that the 13 border guards on Snake Island had. Mr. Bruce, let's go ahead and play cut to and make sure you turn up my volume so I can read the English over it. This is Russian warship, I repeat. I suggest you surrender your weapon and capitulate. Otherwise, I will open fire. Do you copy? Sure. the Ukrainians say? This is it. Should I tell him to go f himself? Just in case? Turns up the Russian worship, go yourself. And that was it. 
the Russian warship then proceeded to bomb the hell out of that island. And you saw that island. That island has no civilians on it. The only people living on the island or spending any time on that island were the 13 border guards there. They were blown away. Gone. In an instant. Now, maybe, maybe that's war. Maybe that just happens in war. But for the Russian Federation, for, for Russia to invade a country that has not attacked them, listen, Russia had no actual pretext to invade Ukraine. You can say that you support Russia in whatever fight they are um, against election fraud, or, or I've seen things going around about, about DOD biolabs. Um, you can have whatever opinion you have on that. That's fine. Russia had absolutely no right to invade Ukraine. They were not being attacked. By all definitions of just war theory, whether you're looking at modern international law or you're going all the way back to Aquinas or Augustine, there is n they did not meet any of the basic requirements for this to be a just war. They just didn't. So for a Russian warship, warship just to sail up to an island controlled by Ukraine, telling them to surrender and then blowing them, them away when they don't, that does not fit any of the definitions of a just war. It doesn't. It just doesn't. Now, they're being hailed as heroes in Ukraine. I don't know if there'll be a U Ukraine left to award them their posthumous medals. But it's things like that that I hope as you learn and see what's going on, you can say whatever you want about Ukraine. Yeah, they are corrupt as hell. Like Poroshenko was corrupt as hell. Poroshenko was on house arrest and just got permission from a judge to leave house arrest so he can join one of the militias. Yeah, Poroshenko was bad news, 100%. That doesn't justify what Russia's doing. And I hope after this show, um, you'll understand that a little bit more. If you put up image number four, Mr. Producer, this is a map of the Russia attacks, Russian attacks to date. And you can see it started over in the east, in the Donbass region, where they said that there were R Russian native speakers and they had to go protect them. You'll notice that it's no longer just about the eastern parts of Ukraine. They are bombing literally every single part of Ukraine that they possibly can. And they are intent on toppling the government. These are, this is, these are facts. There is no legitimate, even if going in to protect native Russian speakers was a legitimate reason, which I don't believe it is. That sounds awfully similar to Adolf Hitler's Anschluss. There is zero reason for them to be bombing West, Uc West Ukraine. It doesn't. There is zero reason for them to be going into Chernobyl, which is nowhere near the contested areas. And to this day, and, and right now, this is what is absolutely terrifying. To put on my screen, Mr. Producer, the, the radiation levels at Chernobyl now exceed control levels. There are permanent radiation detectors, meters, in, in Chernobyl to measure radiation levels to see if there's a leak. Obviously, Chernobyl, the home of one of, of the worst nuclear disaster the world has ever seen, that nuclear disaster has been largely capped. There's, it's still very radioactive. You can visit the area, certain parts of the area today. Well, not right now because Russian military is there. But before you could actually go on vacation and visit it, you couldn't go in, inside the tomb where, the, where it's super radioactive. But you could go around. No, the radiation levels are spiking. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that they breach containment? We don't know. No one knows. It's entirely possible. They just might be kicking up dust, radioactive dust from all of the heavy machinery, the tanks, the armored personnel carriers might just be kicking up dust and that's causing, that's entirely possible. But all we know right now is that the radiation levels are exceeding the control level, which is what they would want it to be. It's too radioactive there. They do not recommend that human beings occupy that area at this current moment. I, I, I don't, I can't see how that's good. <laughs> I mean, that's very, very bad. They, they were literally fighting a war in Chernobyl. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, except for the fact that they just want to completely topple the entire country. This has been interesting. I, I, I love watching celebrities put their foot in their mouth. If we put up image five, this is Bette Midler, who is <laughs> as pretty much as liberal as it gets. She posted this meme and it says Russia. And then it says Ukraine is not Russia. The Black Sea also not Russia. And then she lists every other part of Europe, also not Russia. There is a problem, though. There is a problem. If you put up image six, she labeled a part not Russia that actually is. This little sliver of land is not a contiguous part of Russia, but that is actually Russian territory. After the fall 
of uh, after World War II and after the fall of the Soviet Union, that area decided to stay Russian. So that is actually Russian territory. They do have a, a port there. So I just I found that interesting. She's trying to lecture us on on what Ukraine is and what Ukraine isn't and can't even get it right. Pretty interesting. This is a video. I want to show you this. This is uh, something that is starting to come out in the media. In the beginning, it, it was being presented that Russia was completely winning this thing, that they were running roughshod over the Ukrainians, that the Ukrainians were, were just throwing up their hands and giving up. That is not the case. Um, they're reporting a lot of Russian soldiers being killed. Entire columns of Russian vehicles have been destroyed. And this is one such video. We're going to play this. This is viewer discretion advised. There are going to be um, some dead bodies on the ground. This is uh, war footage, but this is a video of a Russian column that was just destroyed. Mr. Producer, let's play cut nine. Вот что с разгвардии нахуй. Вот ваши разгвардейцы, блядь. Вот колона разбита нахуй. Вот один, вот другий за шквардос. Третий нахуй. Вот автомат сгоривший, сука. Черти нахуй. Вот нахуй, блядь. Кто придет, сука, на нашу землю нахуй, он так и сдохнет, пидорасы ебани нахуй. Вы будете прокляти, блядь. So I don't speak Ukrainian. I was reading some of the translations of that. Essentially saying you come here to die. This is all you'll ever be. You're dead. We're going to kill all of you. Whatever you think about geopolitics, whatever you think about the Ukrainian government, whatever you think about the deep state involvement in Ukraine, because trust me, they are corrupt as hell. We've covered this on the show, how much money they've given to the Clinton Foundation, how much money they've given to the Bidens. Obviously, almost all of that was under Poroshenko and earlier regimes, not Zelensky. Zelensky was a, before Zelensky became president, he was a comedian, <laughs> not exactly a deep stater. Um, but whatever you think about that, realize that there are men and women, children, and the elderly now taking up arms to defend their homes against what is quite literally a foreign invading force that was not that was not responding to any imminent attack. There is zero legitimate justification for Russia invading Ukraine. There just isn't. Russia says it's to remove the Nazis. That means nothing. Russia says that Ukraine is committing genocide against its own people. That is not true. It just isn't true. So whatever you think about the Ukrainian government, all the different stuff we've covered on it, none of that justifies what Russia is doing. None of that justifies what is being done to the Ukrainian people right now. I want to show you a little bit of that. In one of the hospitals in Ukraine, they have had to make a shelter for babies that were born and had to go into the NICU. These are babies that are clinging to life, and they had to bring them into a makeshift shelter because the Russian military has been caught bombing not one, but at least two hospitals. This is a video showing these babies clinging to life as it is, being forced to hide out in a shelter. Mr. Bruce, let's play Cut 15. That's heartbreaking. I mean, there was a baby there who needed to be on a ventilator. They couldn't be on a ventilator because of the shelling. So there's a nurse literally just squeezing the bag to try and bring give air to this baby. Whatever, whatever you think about the Ukrainian government, whatever you think about the deep state, any of that, there is zero reason for, for these babies to have to go through that. There's none. Like, come on. Russia's already attacked, hit two hospitals. It's on video. It's not, it's not propaganda. This is happening. They hit a kindergarten. This is happening. They hit apartment complexes. This is happening. You see the Russian rockets. They have these trucks with these big rocket batteries on the back. They're not all guided munitions. They're, they're barely better than old Katyusha rockets from World War II, where they literally just take a pickup truck, raise up the rockets, just fire them. Wherever they land, they land. That is one of the measures of whether a war is just, whether the side waging the war has done everything it can to avoid 
civilian casualties. It is hard to look at any of this video footage, any of these pictures, and conclude that the Russian military is interested in limiting civilian casualties. This isn't, that's not propaganda. That's just what I have witnessed. I have been staying up all night watching this stuff. This is not a just war. And you can disagree with me. You're free to disagree with me. Put up image 13. This is an old man. This is an 80-year-old man who showed up to be conscripted. He showed up with a small case with two t-shirts, a pair of extra pants, a toothbrush, and a few sandwiches. He said it was doing it for his grandkids. He said he left, he left his trench knife at home because it wouldn't be civilized to use that. 80-year-old men signing up to defend their country. Put up image 12. This is their current president, Zelensky. He is involved in the defense of Ukraine. Now, now, maybe this is just propaganda photos. This might be photo op, but he's out there. He's literally out there on the front lines. He's not running away. He's he's there in Kiev. So you have an 80-year-old men signing up to, to go to war. They own, their own president literally manning the barricades. I want to show you what Joe Biden did today. And I want you to ask yourself, if you were Vladimir Putin, would you be afraid of this man? This was Joe Biden unveiling his latest radical nominee to the Supreme Court. But watch what happened when he tried to hand the podium over to her. Ms. Spears, let's play cut 14. Judge Jackson, congratulations. And the podium is yours. Let me pull this out for you. Where, where, where is it? There you go. You got it? But, okay. Say, presidents can't do much. That was a man who just struggled to pull out a step stool. And when he had problems pulling out that step stool, admitted on a hot mic, presidents can't do much. If you were Vladimir Putin, would you be afraid of this man? I sure as hell wouldn't. A stiff breeze will knock that man over. I take the eight-year-old signing up to go the front lines better more than, than Joe Biden. And Joe Biden knows that. That's why he's on vacation. That's why he's heading out. Going to play some more clips before I do. Got to remind you, this podcast is sponsored by Air Medicare Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household. Should anyone need to be airlifted to a hospital for a medical um, per, for a medical emergency? It's not something we get to think about all the time. Um, and your insurance isn't going to want to cover it. It'll cost tens of thousands of dollars to be airlifted. Don't let this bankrupt your family. Don't risk your family's financial future. Sign up with Air Medicare Network today. It starts at $85. That covers you, your wife, your children if they live at home, your entire household. And it's less if you're a senior citizen. It's less if you buy three or five years at a time. But if you sign up, you are covered. You will not pay one cent for an air medical transportation flight as long as you're flown by an AMCM provider. And don't worry, they fly over 100,000 patients a year. And you can check to make sure they cover your zip code before you sign up. As a bonus for listeners of this show, when you, you use the link in the description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then use promo code daily, you're going to get up to $50 back. It's free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. T. Nelson on DLive says Joe is punching his screen right now. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but I am drinking some whiskey that Joe left last time he visited me. So he's here in spirit. So what's... <laughs> I, I want to show you this. This is... um. It, listen, we disagree. That's fine. We disagree. I, I have no problem with that. I think what we can all agree on is that Joy Behar's response to this was absolutely abysmal. Joy Behar is complaining that the Russian invasion of Ukraine is going to hinder her vacation in Italy. That's her hot take on this. Let's play it. Let's play cut 16. Estimates are 50,000 Ukrainians will be dead or wounded yeah. and that this is going to start a humanitarian crisis, a refugee crisis in Europe. We're talking yeah. about 5 million people yeah. that, that are going to be displaced. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking to hear what is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm scared of what's going to happen in, in Western Europe, too. Yeah. yeah. 
You know, you just you plan a trip. You want to go there. I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of of uh, the pandemic. And now this, you know, it's yeah. it's like who's gonna what's gonna happen there? Oh, Pope Rosita. That's that's a uh, Spanish for poor little one. Um, oh, don't we all just feel bad for Joy Behar? She can't go to Italy on her four year vacation. <laughs> can't go. Oh, it's COVID. Now there's war. Oh, where will I vacation? I hear that uh, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, is fantastic this time of year. At least that's what the Bidens say. No, that was a real take. That was her real take on what's going on in Ukraine. <laughs> say, <laughs> we can disagree all, <laughs> all day long, but at least, <laughs> at least we're not that. At least we're not that. And this is how you, you know things aren't going, things aren't going well for the Russians. They're going to claim that, that it is. And listen, it's, it's hard to, to cut through the propaganda. Like there's propaganda on the Ukrainian side that, saying that there is some fighter pilot who's an ace, the ghost of Kiev, they're calling him. And he's shot down six Russian fighters in one day. That would be an incredible feat. That would make him the first ace of the 21st century. An ace is any fighter pilot that, that shoots down five or more um, aircraft in a not it doesn't even have to be a single day just in their career the last ace actually i think it's kind of a an asterisk the last ace i forget the gentleman's name he became an ace because he shot down spy balloons which seems like it's cheating <laughs> it seems like it's cheating to become an ace by shooting down spy balloons but i'm told it still counts regardless no the russians are while that is obviously propaganda trust me they would have brought this guy forward if he existed while that may be propaganda, what is not propaganda is that the Russians are suffering tremendous losses. If you go ahead and put up image seven, disclosure, this is a, a dead soldier on the side of the road. A Russian soldier, dead on the side of the road, taking a, a photograph by Reuters. You can see here, that's day one. If we jump to image eight, you can see day two. 24 hours later, they haven't even moved his body. Now, listen, I, I know things get complicated in war. But one of, the, one of the first things you do is you make sure, once you secure an area, you make sure that the dead and the wounded are brought back so they can be properly buried. They left them there. It's not a good sign. I mean, there's lots of other signs. <laughs> the fact that they're being captured, they're killing, blowing up entire columns. There's also this. This just arrived from the UK. If we put up image 10, these are called N-laws. This is a infantry-fired anti-tank weapon. It's a fire-and-forget weapon. It's developed by Saab, the, <laughs> the automobile manufacturer, um, in partnership with the British military. And this is a devastating anti-tank weapon. It is, it's, it, this is a game-changer. Now, will they have enough? Probably not of these, but it's a game-changer when these are brought to the, to the field. I want to show you how these work. The way that these these end laws work is that they don't rely on heat signatures because then flares can distract the the, the missiles. No, they, they kind of have this intelligence to them where they identify what the vehicle actually is and they just follow a sight line to it. And they do not strike the tank. They fly overhead and they explode just over the turret and they shoot all that molten steel straight down with, with a directed explosion, killing all of the inhabitants in the tank. We have a short video showing how these devastating anti-tank missiles work. I, I find this interesting, so I'll play it for you guys. Let's play, uh, let's play this cut, cut 11. That's the N-Law by Saab. None of the Russian tanks in Ukraine can survive that. They're called the soldier's tank killer. None of the Russian tanks in Ukraine can survive that. That's, a, that's an absolute tank killer. If you are a Russian tank commander, seeing the posts of these end laws arriving in Ukraine and being brought out of storage, 
um, you think twice about going down, going down certain alleys or certain streets in Kiev. It's really intriguing how these work because usually, if you were to fire an anti-tank missile inside of a, a, a destroyed city street, right? You have burning cars, you have blown up buses, right? There's lots to confuse the onboard computers of these kinds of missiles, especially like heat-seeking missiles. It's very easy for a heat-seeking missile to get distracted by burning cars or fire fiery buildings. These are actually designed that you can set the distance at which they arm themselves. So if you know that a tank is 150 yards away, but there's a burning car 50 yards away, you can set it to arm itself 100 yards away so it will not accidentally hit any of the other vehicles. Really in, in, intelligence design. It's, it's a game changer. Probably the first time that this is actually going to be used against Russian tanks. Um, but, you know, the, the Ukrainians are not as weak, as feeble as many in the media have been describing them. They are putting up a, a, a valiant fight. Whether or not they'll be able to hold the line, I don't know. There's no way of knowing, right? But they are making this hard on Russia. They are they are enacting, they, they are, they're taking a toll. They are forcing Russia to pay a serious price. And you can see in, inside of Russia proper that the people there want nothing to do with this. Russian people are in the streets every night this week protesting against this. Well, let's take some calls. People have been asking if they can call in. Happy to take some calls. 888-441-1121 is our number. If we can put that on the screen, Mr. Producer. 888-441-1121. You want to call? We have a time for a couple callers. Only a couple rules. You got to be respectful. I'll respect you. You respect me. Um, that's actually really the only word, the only rule. 888-441-1121 is our number. While people are calling, I'm going to go ahead and read our ad for our sponsor, IPVanish VPN. IPVanish VPN is a, a VPN service that allows you to safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. That means that your private details, passwords, communications, and browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It really is that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices, as I just said. And whether you're at home or in public, you should never go online anymore without using IPVanish VPN. So here's the deal. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan to our listeners and our viewers. So that's 70% off plus a 30-day money-back guarantee. It really is a no-brainer. So when you sign up for 12 months, you're getting nine months free. And if you don't like it within 30 days, you can get your money back. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand that's 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com forward slash daily and use pr promo code daily to get your 70% back. Again, that's ipvanish.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get your 70% back. All right, our our phone lines are open, 888-441-1121 if anyone wants to call in. we got about 15, 20 minutes left, probably enough time for a couple of callers, 888-441-1121. Let's read a couple of comments. Let's read a couple of comments. Well, someone says they like the shirt. Thank you. I only wear this shirt when Joe Biden's on vacation or I get back from Hawaii. So since I'm not going to Hawaii anytime soon, this is a Joe Biden vacation shirt as I said at the beginning, to live vicariously through his <laughs> much more frequent vacation schedule. Um, the N, the Dirk. Max, you're being played by both sides. I don't believe I am. I, I don't think it's possible to be played by both sides. I, I don't know how that would happen. I'm just observing footage, video, pictures, on the ground, kind of testimony. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's lots of things that are coming out here that may be propaganda, that may be fake, and that's what we've tried to present that as a, as a possibility. So like, we haven't played a couple of videos that have come our way that look edited. They look a, they look a little deceptively edited. Um, so it's entirely possible 
things are coming out very fast. Things are always changing. As I said earlier, that video of the tank running over the old man in the car, there's dispute whether that was a Ukrainian vehicle or a Russian vehicle. It will take some time to understand that. I mean, there are videos of people in Ukrainian uniforms opening fire on <laughs> on their own apartment buildings. Turns out that they those are Russian. Those are Russian soldiers wearing Ukrainian uniforms. So there, there's lots happening really fast. It's definitely possible to get things wrong. That's that's completely fair. Doesn't mean that uh, I'm being played by both sides. We do have a caller though. We have a caller ready to go on the phone. Welcome to the show, caller. Thanks, Max. It's good to talk with you once again. I called sometime back about a different subject, but tonight I was just basically calling about COVID. And if you have a loved one in the hospital or you're faced with somebody going into the hospital and they get tagged with COVID, what I found out works. Uh, My dad has been in intensive care for quite some time but he's been in the hospital for a little over three weeks now and uh he was showing signs of he's he was a heart patient uh he had had a heart attack 29 years ago and was doing fine but we saw some things that we were concerned about and uh his his heart rate was climbing and his oxygen intake was was not good his oxygen count was not good so they came in and they picked him up. They took him to the hospital. Uh, he was in the emergency room for a period of time. And, uh, of course, they came back and they said, guess what? You got COVID. Well, the focus of the heart went to COVID and things kind of went dead for a while as far as the treatment. Put him in a room and didn't do a whole lot for him. Fortunately, our family doctor, and I'll note this as a number of doctors have mentioned this, is do not give them remdesivir uh, because that creates a whole new set of uh, problems on the other end of things. Uh, But he fortunately did not get remdesivir, and uh, his heart specialist got involved and... uh, I believe got him up to the ICU, and that's where he needed to have some help. By then, he'd had uh, pneumonia in both lungs and on and on and on. I won't won't belabor that. But the thing that I found out was this. You stay after them. Don't let them sell you the bill of goods of do you want them to be comfortable or do you want them to do heroic measures. I come from a mindset that, do his heroic measures. You may hurt somebody, but you sometimes have to hurt somebody to help them out. Uh, another thing that worked for me and seemed to get everybody's attention was there is no statute of limitations on murder. I don't care what Fauci plans. I don't care what the protocol is. If there is something to do with neglect or a treatment that kills somebody, there is no statute of limitation on murder. Yeah. And I had friends that were federal retired federal agents, and we were all lining up to jump on this like a duck on a June bug. So people stayed in there, hang in there, fight for your patient. Don't be sold a bill of goods. And uh, thank you for this time, Max, for letting me yeah, no in problem. a little bit. No but, problem. Uh, Before we let you go, they, do, do you have any do you have any yeah. uh, opinion on what's going on in Ukraine? In Ukraine, been a lot of plates up in the air with my dad, sick and all, as you might imagine. But uh, between times, as far as Ukraine goes, um, it is the fifth largest concentration of Jewish people in the country in the world. Uh, in Europe, it's the third largest uh, uh, Jewish concentration in the world. Um, I think that there's a lot going on here. Uh, as far as the details of the war itself, like Sun Tzu said, that, you know, masquerade, hide, yeah. uh, lie that kind of thing. So we don't really know what's going on. I I don't have a clue on that. But as far as what you were saying about the um, 
let's see. You mentioned something about the soldiers changing uniforms. That's the deception. Yeah. Uh, that always goes on, war unfortunately. Yeah, and you get shot for it on site. So yeah. beware of those who do that. But it's uh, troubling times, troubling time for Europe. Uh, I think that Putin, the sanctions are a joke. I oh, think totally that Putin says, I'm I'm going to make more money off of selling oil, gas, than I'm going to ever be affected by these sanctions. Uh, it's just, um, I yeah. want to say a lot, but I won't. No, it's a, so, uh, I, I feel you. And I, I know you got other things going on. I just wanted to make sure I asked you before we let you go. Well, well thank you so much yeah. for calling in. Really do appreciate it. I thank hope you, your, your father is doing well. And, uh, and have a, have a, well, thank you, a blessed weekend. Thank you, Max. Good evening to all. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. <sighs> no, he's right. I mean, you got to stay on the doctors. You got you got to stay on your toes because no one is going to fight for your loved ones more than you fight for them, and that is just a that's just a that's just a fact. Uh, something that I think we can all agree on, if we all come on different sides of of this, right, is that what's happening in Kiev or Kiev, depending on which pronunciation you want to use, that's also been really interesting to watch the mainstream media shift from calling it Kiev, which has always been the American kind of way to pronounce it to now pronouncing it as Kiev, because that's how the Ukrainians pronounce it, which is fine. Um, watching what's happening in Kiev, how they are now handing out 18,000 rifles to Ukrainian citizens so that they can defend the city. What's very obvious and what this shows is the importance of the Second Amendment here in the United States, the importance of being well armed yourself, the importance of being trained in the use of that firearm. Because without that, you have what's going on in Ukraine, people lining up in the streets begging for a rifle and hoping that there's enough in the stockpile for them to be able to protect themselves and their family. So this should be a wake up call. I mean, we, we look at different countries in Europe, different NATO countries, especially the ones that are right up against Russia. They should all be legalizing. If they haven't already, they should all be legalizing the civilian ownership of weapons, military um, suitable weapons, handguns, rifles. That, that should be the number one thing they do. Put, put a rifle in every single home. And I, and I bet you the Russians will think twice about invading them. <sighs> no, I mean, I, I, I watch this and I, I know I'm seeing some comment sections saying people in the comment section asking, is Russia bombing? the biolabs. That's something I've seen a lot lately. I know that the United States does not itself operate any biolabs in Ukraine. What the United States has done is, as we've done in many countries around the world, good or bad, right? And I'm not saying that it's good that we do it, but we have given Ukraine money to run its biolabs, to secure its biolabs. Um, so the things that they're working on there don't get released into the public at large. Those biolabs, from my understanding, happen to be in major cities and Russia is hitting every city. So it's entirely possible they're hitting these biolabs. Um, I'm not going to put it past them, but there's an old saying, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. I mean, if you look at Freudian um, psychology, Sigmund Freud was all about, he, his whole theory was everything went, went back to sex. And he was always looking for phallic symbols to, to explain things like, oh, that's just the, the male sexual um, angst behind that. He was always looking for a deeper meaning. But a, a saying emerged that sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Don't look at it any differently. Don't look at it as a phallic symbol. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Um, it's entirely possible that they are bombing biolabs. It's also entirely possible that the biolabs are in the major cities, which is what they are attacking. That's something that we're going to have to wait and see. I do know, though, that the United States does not itself operate any of the biolabs. That's something that has been um, being put in a lot of different memes that I've seen circulating, that these are U.S. biolabs. They are not technically their Ukrainian labs, but we do help fund them and, uh, and keep them running. But I, I don't know one way or another anything on that. We do have one more time, uh, time for one more caller. I know a couple people were asking to call in about Ukraine. So we did open the phone lines. Um, if you want to call in, do so. 888-441-1121 is our number. I want to I show you something that um, 
I want to pull up the actual translation of it. Mr. Producer, if we can go ahead and put up, um, what image is that? That's image number one. Image number one. This is a soldier who blew himself up to destroy a bridge to stop the Russians from advancing. His name is Marine Battalion Enge Engineer Vitaly Shakin. I'm not even going to pronounce, try and pronounce the third one. Vitaly. He was wiring up a bridge to be remote detonated so that the Russians couldn't cross it. They ended up arriving at the bridge sooner than anyone thought, and he didn't have time to evacuate and also guarantee that it would be remotely detonated. So he chose to stay behind, and he manually detonated the bridge to ensure that the Russians could not, cro could not cross it. He gave his life to stop the Russians from advancing into deeper into his country. He's being honored as a hero in Ukraine. Um, I want to show this because, again, whatever you think about Russia, whatever you think about Ukraine as a country, there are men and women. I mean, that kid, he's in his 20s, um, being forced to be put in this position to give his life to stop Russia from crossing a bridge. We're going to hear a lot of stories like this. And again, this it, it reminds you that this can happen anywhere. I mean, the idea of Russia invading the United States is a little bit more far-fetched than this. Um, but it's important to be prepared in every way, shape, or form. And that's something that the Ukrainians have been very good at. They have been very good at preparing. And for all of his faults, Poroshenko was very good at building up the military. Yeah, he was corrupt as hell. He was a criminal. No doubt about it. But Poroshenko built up the Ukrainian military. And if it wasn't for Poroshenko's reforms in the military, Ukraine would have fallen would have folded like a cheap suit days ago. Yeah, I wanted to share that story with you because it's uh, it's heartbreaking. There's lots of heartbreaking stories coming out of Ukraine these days. We do have a caller. We have Clint on the phone. Why don't we go ahead and put Clint on. Clint, welcome to the show. How's it going, man? Hey, how's it going? Just mute the show that you're listening. If you're listening on a laptop or something, just mute that while you're on the phone so we don't get the echo. Yes, how's sir. It going, I'm just going to walk. I'm going to walk away from it's going good, man. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Listen, Joe Biden's on vacation. I'm drinking a little whiskey. I'm trying to channel it as best as I can. Yes, sir. That's all we can do, right? All we well, can do. I just wanted to say, Plenty man. You know, I know a lot of people. A lot of people have their opinions about what you and Joe went through yesterday or whatever. I'm I'm so happy that y'all are able to stand up for what you believe in and your opinions and still be on the same side. Because that's what we need in America. We need more of that. But, uh, yeah, man, Russia invading Ukraine is kind of a scary thing happening. I'm worried about what's going to happen in, in America with inflation plus gas prices going up because of war oh, yeah. and whatnot. But uh, American yeah. soldiers are now on the ground in Poland. They are on the border, and they are helping process Ukrainian refugees. So American soldiers are now pretty much as close as they can get to Ukraine proper without stepping foot on Ukrainian soil. And more right. soldiers are going to other NATO countries. It's 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 definitely a nervous time. Yeah, there's a fine line right there, you know, because they'll use, you know the left will use anything they can to to make sure we go into this full strength, even though Biden says he doesn't want to put troops in Ukraine, I believe solely that he definitely wants to start this war and pretty much weaken America even more than we are right now. And, you know, I got a family and it's well, he's not making scary. it stronger. Yeah, definitely not. not. Stronger, you, know, Putin's already, sure. you know, Putin's already said that he's willing to put his entire country on the line for this. So, yeah, yeah, we all know what that means. I saw I saw one quote from from Putin's people that they're even threatening to attack the International Space Station, which currently houses, I believe, one or two Russian cosmonauts right now. So, I mean, th there's some crazy rhetoric coming out of Russia. Right. Yeah. They are. I mean, they're emboldened. To kill your own people. Yeah. Yeah, they're emboldened by the and fact that we already Joe see, you know, anything. You know, we see the violence that's already happening in Russia when the Russian people are saying we we don't agree with this, and they're violently willing to shut their own people up. That's kind of scary, you know. Yeah, no, it it is true. It is true. 
Well, I want to thank you for calling in. We're almost out of time, Clint, but thank you so much for calling in. And I agree with you. We can all disagree. We got to make sure we do it respectfully. And at the end of the day, there's far more that unites all of us than our opinion on whether or not Russia is right or Ukraine is right. So thank you so much for calling in, Clint. Have a great weekend. I appreciate it, Max. You have a great weekend. Thanks. Going to get to one more caller in a second, but before I do, going to remind everyone that this podcast is sponsored by Liberty Cigars. Liberty Cigars is unveiling a new series of cigars called The Early Republic. This is a series of cigars honoring the first six presidents of the United States, George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, and John Quincy Adams. Each cigar is different. It has a different um, shape. It has a different uh, body different flavor. I got a chance to try one when I was in Colorado a couple weeks ago. Very, very good. I highly recommend you pick this up for anyone in your life who loves cigars and also loves American history. They do a really good job with the packaging, with the telling of the different historical stories is an excellent, excellent gift. So here's the deal. This starts, this package starts at $89. But for listeners of this show, when you use promo code Liberty at LibertyCigars.com, you're going to get 17.76% off. See what we did there? 1776, 17.76% off. It's, it's a no brainer. So head on over to libertycigars.com and pick up this great presidential early Republic series of cigars before they run out. We have time for one last call real quick. We have Rick on the line. Rick, welcome to the show. Thanks, Max. How are you doing? <clears throat> Pretty good. How's it going? Your last caller, uh, wrap us up. All right. I don't know if you're familiar with the Duran. Um, it's uh, out of Europe, but there's a lot of things about Ukraine that we just don't generally know or take as common knowledge. They're a transport nation. They get paid to transport the gas from Russia to Europe. They siphon off more and more every year. You know, a week ago, Zelensky is in front of NATO saying he wants to rearm with nukes. I think. Yeah. There's a lot of things with this war that aren't conventional. You know, like the, the first caller said, there's a lot of things we aren't we don't know. And I just believe yeah. that if if Putin was trying to go in there and destroy the population, why would they still have internet? Why would they still have power? Why would they still yeah. have phones? I, I think yeah, it's that, more that's targeted. A, that's a good question. I think there's we aren't going to know maybe for six months, but I don't think it's quite the genocide. Some wars have been, and I think we, we just not. all need to take a chill pill and just give it a week and see where, you know, chips fall. Because from what I heard, he's already brought in somebody from um, Israel to be the arbiter in their peace negotiations. Yeah. So if they're already yeah. talking negotiations. I mean, which tells you. If the, if the hostilities come Russia... in without killing yeah. a bunch of civilians, great. Russia wouldn't have invaded and then promptly like agreed to go to a negotiating table if they weren't suffering serious losses. Right? If they had a clear road to Kiev, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be offering to go to the table. Now what they're going to demand at the table that remains to be seen. You're right. I mean, we are not seeing the same caliber of crimes against humanity that other Russian campaigns have showed us. This is not the invasion of Berlin. Right. This is not the same as what we've seen Russian soldiers doing in Syria. We there has been some intelligence and you take this with a huge grain of salt because the intelligence agencies cannot be trusted. But every now and then a blind squirrel does find a nut. There has been intelligence to to suggest that the Russians may be planning a false flag kind of event to paint the Ukrainians as genocidal maniacs. Because they're already starting to well, use that language, accusing Ukraine of, of genocide. There are different intel agencies, not just in the United States and other countries, warning that Russia might try and stage a false flag against the Ukrainian people. Which, given the fact that they've already uh, been caught wearing Ukrainian uniforms, that is something we have to worry about. I agree with your first part of that, is I don't trust anything the intelligence community oh, says. No, no. I never will again. I just think that it's more likely... Putin's main objective was to take out a defensive posture he didn't trust wasn't going to be aimed at him. And if he already fulfilled that mission, I don't believe he had any intention of taking over Ukraine. I think this is a smack on their hand saying, hey, you're not going to put offensive weapons this close to my border. And I'm sure that whoever's one's been stealing most of his gas are going to suffer some major consequences. 
I think he accomplished his mission. I think we'll find out by the end of the week, maybe by Monday. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I just think they, they said like they weren't going to invade. There's a lot going on. We don't know. There is. There is. There is. But it, there's also reason to fear the worst because if it goes bad, it's going to go bad very quickly. And just like Russia said, they weren't going to do a proper invasion. It was just peacekeepers. Within a day, they invaded. There are trains rolling through Belarus carrying Russian tanks. If they had no intention of occupying, they wouldn't be bringing more tanks. Probably. But there's a lot that, I mean, we're going to figure this all out. We're, everything is going to become known well, he, in the next couple of days. We just hope that it's, uh, it's did, not the worst of the possibilities. Well, he did recognize the two sections as independent states that needed protection. If he leaves those tanks and armament in those areas, I say he's pretty much done what he's wanted to, and he's accomplished his mission. But we'll see. I don't yeah, know. We'll I think that. The Russian people and the American people have a lot more in common than our governments will ever let us oh, know. The people, you know, they're a white Christian nation. We we have every right to trust the country if we can't trust their politicians. We we have no reason yeah. to hold it against the Russian populace. You're you're absolutely right. I've met uh, I've met a, a few Russians, like real Russians, not Russians that live here, like Russian Russians, and I've 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 had enjoyable conversations with all but one of them. Which is what happens. I mean, uh, that, that no country. There's country's always got to be one. Yeah, there's always one, right? Um, the Russian people are wonderful people, and the Russian people don't want this. Like one way or another, they don't want war. Um, so no, we we have. This has been true all the way back to the the Cold War. The Russian people are not our enemy. It's it's the oligarchs. It's the the leaders, the politicians, who uh, who who seek power. That's that tends to be the case. Absolutely. In, in everything. Well, well, thank you so much for the call. I really do appreciate it. I, I want to make sure that we were able to to get you in, Rick. Thanks so much for the call, and I have a great it. rest of your – have a great weekend. Hi, Max. Hey, if you get a chance, check out the Duran. They do a lot of in-depth stuff on European situations. I will. I, I've heard of it. I, I got I to gotta look into it some more. But thank you, Rick. I appreciate it. I'm going to check that All out. All right. Have a great All weekend. Right. Talk to you. So that's going to wrap this up. See, we can have conversations. We can disagree on some things, but still agree, agree to disagree. We can say, hey, that's possible. I, I don't think so, but it's possible. We can have these constructive conversations. Doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, kill him, he's a witch, which is what the comment section kind of devolved into yesterday. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. we got big things coming in the next week. If all goes according to plan, we're going to be rolling out a couple of shows next week. I'm going to start redoing uh, more of my history podcast, which got a lot of good content planned up. Something we paused to work on some other things, but we're going to start bringing that back. Not sure how frequent that's going to be. Um, I'd love to make it an everyday thing, but probably not at the start. We're also working on a couple other um, uh, like, like round table kind of uh, podcasts. That's going to be coming probably towards the end of next week, if not the beginning of the week after. So stay tuned for that. You're going to want to make sure that you follow all this. And also starting Monday, Monday morning, the morning edition of the podcast is going to be starting one hour later. So it used to be starting at 11 a.m. Eastern. Now, starting Monday, it's going to be starting at 12 noon Eastern time. We did that because we were conflicting with different. Listen, we're always going to conflict with some show. Every hour of the day has already been claimed by someone out there. But at least this way, we don't go up against Steve Bannon. So starting Monday, we will be starting at 12 noon. Evening show will be the same for now. That might change. I don't know. I have to talk to Joe about that. But for now, evening shows will be the same still, 7 p.m. Eastern. But the morning show will actually no longer be technically a morning show. Well, it will be if you're in Central or Mountain or Pacific. But it'll be 12 noon Eastern time starting Monday morning. So make sure you tune in for that. If you need a reminder or if you think you might forget, like, like I might forget. It's entirely possible I'll forget. I'm, I'm the worst when it comes to like daylight savings time moving the clocks forward and back. I'm going to have to set a lot of alarms to remind me. If you need a little help like that, make sure you join our text alert system. You can do that by texting the word freedom to 89517. That'll give you a text message right before we go to air telling you what we're talking about that day and how, when, and where you can watch. If you like the show, I cannot stress enough, please sign up for the audio edition of the podcast. That's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible, all great places. But if you can go to Apple Podcasts, please do subscribe there. Leave us a five-star review so we can climb up in those rankings. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. 
Remember, everyone, the fight to take back the country is not over yet. We got a lot we have to do. But the only way we win, even if we disagree, is to all stand up and fight together. See you Monday.